0: Hello everybody, this is a little editing note for this new episode of Back to Basics. When we recorded this, we were in the middle of a storm in Florida and we had very poor connection in this conversation with Dana, but it's a fantastic episode. I just wanted to apologize beforehand if you hear a little bit of thunder going on in the background, I wanted you to know what was going on. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to Back to Basics. I'm your host, Leticia Latino, and I have the pleasure to have Dana Fraser joining us today. Dana has a real interesting story. She holds a Bachelor in Arts in Communication, and she's also a licensed cosmetologist. She's a visionary who's passionate about healthy hair care and community service. In 2017, she launched two of her own all natural hair products, and she's so good at what she does that she says regularly at private celebrity events, fashion shows, photo shoots, Broadway shows, and the list goes on and on. So, um, hello, Dana, and thanks for joining me back to basics.
1: Hi, Leticia. It's so good to be here. Thank you.
0: Well, I'm very excited because I love to have, you know, people with different backgrounds and experiences and definitely love the fact that you started one path and then changed it. And I don't want to give it away, but uh, it's good to have you here.
1: (laughs) Yes, thank you.
0: So, Dana, you know, I always start the interview by asking about your childhood and what you want it to be. Obviously, um, I read somewhere that... uh, you, you got your cosmetologist license while you were working in Citibank. So I'm very curious about that. And I want to know about your, you know, what did you like to do when you were a little girl? How was your childhood? Tell us about your background.
1: So um, I grew up um, mostly in Harlem, New York, and uh, went to Catholic school, uh, went to private school as well. I did some mentoring as a counselor throughout high school years. I also worked in a health food store for part of my high school employment. And growing up, I also took dance lessons and music lessons. So I did learn how to play the piano, and I loved taking tap and jazz and African dance classes. Ballet was not so much my favorite, but the outfits were cute, right? You know, who who doesn't like a tutu? I'm
0: with (laughs) you. I did ballet, but it wasn't for me, but I liked the outfits, yes. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Um, So I went on through my high school years. I went to college right after high school, and it didn't work out where I initially went for my freshman year. So I came back to New York and started working. Um, and and eventually, I'm stopping you there, Dana, mm-hmm. but I want to know, what did you decide? I, I always find it
0: interesting to to find that decision point into because I think it helps the young audience that we mm-hmm. have into, okay, I thought I wanted to study this and I went it didn't work out. Can you expand a little bit there?
1: So my initial freshman year of college, I went in as a biology um, so during my first semester at Temple University, I was blown away at the amount of chemistry that I had to take that first year. And that was, wasn't my strongest science. And it really uh, made me reevaluate if that was the direction that I wanted to go. Um, I felt very passionate about being able to take care of children and i really had a strong connection with my own pediatrician growing up and i was really influenced by her demeanor and her education and she was a black woman as well so that really um, motivated me and in terms of being a surgeon i used to watch all of the surgery shows that would come on tv and i always like to do things in a particular way and a particular manner, but the chemistry just wasn't for me. And I think it was a combination of coming from going to small schools, stadium, like auditorium for my chemistry. So when I came back and tried to Transferred to another school where I had received a scholarship, I had to still pay tuition to the first school. So that's how I started working. And in working, I just realized that it was not where I felt like I was making enough of a difference in the world because I was working in banking and it was a very monotonous routine um, and very stringent in terms of and not being able to have any creative outlet. So just going to work in the bank and then coming back home wasn't enough for me. So I had always enjoyed doing my own hair as a teenager because my family, we didn't have enough money for my sister and I to go to the salon to get it done on a regular basis. So I took it upon myself to really observe the hairstylist whenever I did have the opportunity to go. And I was you know, amazed at how they were able to create a look on a woman from the time that she came in until the time that she left. And I think that experience always stayed with me as I continued to practice doing my own hair and taking care of my own hair when I didn't have the means to go. And so I knew that there was a cosmetology school not too far from where I lived while I was still working at Citibank. And I just decided to enroll because I thought that having an extra skill set with a creative flair and the potential opportunity to be my own boss, that was, that was all I needed to be drawn to that, that path.
0: That's very interesting because it's, uh, you know, I went into banking initially too and, and I was disappointed. It wasn't for me neither. So I commend you that you had, you were quick on your feet into deciding what is it that, you know, you're more most passionate about. So, and, and that, you know, while you have this steady job and it's a very reputable job, you decide to go for cosmetology, which is also a very reputable uh, profession, but it's like, people relate to like oh she was she was born to do that like i think a lot of people that go into that it's like they knew what they wanted to do so and you're in like a perfect city to do that kind of job right
1: yes i mean it's it's so much diversity here in new york and that's what i love the most about being from new york is that you get to experience a lot of different cultures and bring all of those cultures into your creativity when you're doing um, something so creative as hair because you want to give people different varieties of appearances because that's what they come to you. So having this New York energy and melting pot of people, it's, it's great to be able to draw upon all of those diverse experiences.
0: That's great. And do you, th- do you think I'm curious about this? I, I've heard somewhere that a lot of people that also work, you know, with helping you look better, like every time I go to my hairdresser or my esthetician, they say, you know, it's like, it's so great. You're just giving me a bump into looking my best. Uh, do you feel that it, it relates a lot to, to like self-confidence? Do you work at all with your customers or clients and say, you know, like where you see that what you're doing is having an impact on how they feel about themselves?
1: Most certainly, and that's part of why I take so much care and personalization into the services that I give. most clients when they come, you know they always explain that when they leave, you can just see when they get out of the chair how they their spirits are lifted, um, and they feel so much better about themselves and that's part of what I like about being a cosmetologist is that you know you can help empower someone so that they can do their best when someone looks good they automatically begin to feel good so that's that's a huge um, responsibility that i don't take lightly and it's to that end that i also do um, charitable work when i can i was able to partner with an after-school program in brooklyn that helps teenage girls who are homeless and I created a GoFundMe so that they can get their hair done for free for their prom Um, because most of them did not have any option to look and feel pretty and they deserve it just because they're living in shelters you know to me that's not a reason for them to not be able to have that same experience of having a beautiful prom look. So I was glad that I was able to do that. And then I came across another organization a few years ago who deal with taking care of kids who have parents that are incarcerated. So I was able to team up with some other stylists and barbers of beauty as well. And it was really a nice fashion show for them to be able to come in and get their hair done by professionals and have their pictures taken and just have a special day. So I look forward to doing more events like that where I can help people feel good about themselves because when someone feels good, they do good. And looking good is the first step in most instances.
0: That's so true, and I think if anything, after this uh, coronavirus experience, uh, we are learning is how much we need you all. Because I think one of the number one I say complain or thing you wish for when when quarantine life finishes and now we are taping this when it's starting to reopen in most states is people going to her their stylist or their hairdressers because you just hit it on the nail you need to feel good and look good to Mm -hmm. to really tap into your inside joy i guess (laughs) i know i don't feel good when i don't look good i like especially with gray hair (laughs) right <laughs> yeah that it is a struggle that is a struggle especially I think for women so Dana tell me also a little bit about you all obviously move in a very high profile um, scene you know I know you do you have done weeks for Broadway shows and, and as I mentioned before you do photo shoot celebrity you, you moving in a in a circle, let's say, that, that usually is regarded as a little bit shallow, maybe not that deep. What's your experience dealing with that? Is, it, is that a misunderstanding or that's really how it is?
1: I think it's a combination of both. And it the degrees of that combination vary at different points in time, um, just depending on the people that you're dealing with. And, you know, you don't always get to pick and choose the type of people you end up working with but you just have to try to do your best and stay true to yourself and focus on being a professional and execute your job to the best of your ability and to me that has been um, a saving grace if you will when dealing with different types of people and different types of environments where some people are superficial and then Sometimes you get lucky to work with people who are, are genuinely, you know, into the craft and and really want to just do a good job with their work. Well, I guess
0: it's the same all over, I think. It's about the people and who you surround with. And, and we all, I think, in all industries and all walks of life, I think you find all sorts of depth into each person. Now, moving into your challenges, are there any times where you've been really Challenge or tried out and and things are not going well what what do you do to to remember what you like what you're excited about that that's something i like to highlight on the show it's how do you tap to your inner strength
1: so for me i would say just tapping into the reason i began having an independent uh lifestyle being in control of my schedule for the most part and looking back at pictures of hairstyles that I've done and just really taking a moment to be grateful for the things that I've been able to accomplish, even if I'm in a place where I'm striving towards my next goal and it seems like I'm not able to get to it as quickly as I would like. I just try to take a deep breath, be patient, and sometimes work on another skill set. I recently took a hair class virtually from a very high esteemed celebrity hairstylist. And it just put me back into my creative space where I can be calm and just enjoy the experience. So when I have downtime, that's one of the things that I like
0: to do. You bring up a very important uh, strategy or let's say talent, which is to be able to pivot and learn new skills, you know, when you feel stuck, to get unstuck. I think um, several people that have been on the show have shared that with me as well. Like in the moment where they feel their creativity is going down, they they venture into something new. They explore something else. And usually that gets them on stock. That is so true. So that's great. Well, Dana, I want to give you an opportunity to, to you know, share anything else. You have an open microphone here Back to Basics. Anything exciting that you're working on? Any other interesting
1: initiatives
0: or just any final thoughts?
1: Oh, great. So at the moment, um, since we've all been experiencing this uh, pandemic of the coronavirus and many clients, and sometimes people who are not my clients, they just are familiar with who I am. They have reached out to me to inquire about how to maintain their hair, how to maintain their children's hair. And I think that's a great opportunity for me to look into ways to help people and not just my own clients, but others as well. So I'm working on putting together a course that everyday people can do at home, online, with whenever they have the time, to just teach them the basics of how to do a shampoo, a proper shampoo to cleanse not only the hair, but also the scalp, because the scalp can be an area where a lot of bacteria can grow if it's left untreated. And also for moms that are not really good with hair and they have daughters with a ton of hair and they struggle during these times when the salons are closed, just giving them some guidance on what to do with their children's hair and not to leave the moms with boys out because I'm a mom with a son, just giving them basic haircutting tips just to get them through. I mean, if any of these people decide after this that they wanna pursue cosmetology or barbering as a life skill, then that's even better. But um, it seems to be a very prevalent need to have some type of home training. I remember when I was young that my parents would mention home economics classes that they used to take during school, and they were mandatory classes. And a lot of the arts as well as home economics types of course study has been removed from schools over the years. And it's obvious now that those skills are essential skills for everyone. So I'm happy to be able to work in the same regard to try to fill the void that has been left by having those types of skills taken out of the school systems
0: yeah wow well, that's uh that's a great point I I know my aunt uh who is in Italy but uh she she was a home economics teacher all her life and that's one of the things she told me and it was taken out there too and uh she would teach the kids how to saw how to you know the basics just what you were saying and um it is a point that is not talked about it uh, you're the first one that has ever brought that you know, in a conversation. And, and you're so right. Those are the most important skills to have. And uh, so I'm happy you mentioned it. I definitely will share all Dana's information online. Uh, she can be. She has a very heavy... Uh, presence online so you can know where to look for those videos. I think those are very essential tips now in in COVID times uh, that people are going to appreciate. Dana, and I really thank you for being here and for sharing these Back to Basics tips.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Leticia. It was wonderful to be on your show. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. You too. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye.